Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome, it's Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Oh, welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a great show. Samoa Joe is on the podcast today. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Samoa Joe. I'm very much looking forward to sharing this interview with you. Um, I got to tell you, you know, this, of course, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast is part of the Not Sam Empire I would recommend everybody, if you haven't, checking out NotSam.com where you can find everything. Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast is, to me, uh, one of my great passion projects because it's, it's a podcast that I get to do where, as a wrestling fan, I get to just sit here and talk about wrestling. I enjoy wrestling still. I'm not uh, – I try not to be terribly cynical with it. If I didn't like it, I probably wouldn't watch it anymore. So uh, that's why it makes me happy as corny as it sounds, to do this show. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that I have going on over at NotSam.com and, and that have to do with the NotSam Empire. Of course, I'm on SiriusXM every night from uh, 9 p.m. to midnight over on Opie Radio. And if you want a non-wrestling podcast to listen to, might I suggest the podcast that I do with Kathy Kelly, WWE's newest broadcaster. It's called Sam and Kathy, and you'll just... Uh, well, you get to know Kathy and I a little bit better. It comes out every Monday, and that's on a separate podcast feed, which is the Sam Roberts Show on SiriusXM podcast feed on iTunes, SoundCloud, and NotSam.com as well. This week, uh, there's a lot going on in the world of wrestling. I, I think we're going to touch on what's going on in TNA a little bit and maybe what they need to do in terms of sales. Of course, E! is turning around their reality show division uh, to focus, I guess, on WWE superstars and divas. And Raw this week was as eventful as it has been in the last three weeks. It's really amazing watching uh, the momentum continue to roll on. Payback is looking like it's going to be an amazing pay-per-view with the lineup that they have. Um, And it's been really fun watching Raw for the last three weeks. It's been uh, great shows. It's interesting that Shane McMahon is still in charge. We'll talk about that. Um, but they really have been maintaining interest for all of us. Uh, and, you know, the Bullet Club being there is just icing on a magnificent pro wrestling cake. Now, before we get to the state of wrestling and everything that's going on, let's talk about our guest this week, Samoa Joe. I interviewed Samoa Joe before this. It was alongside MVP, Loki, and Homicide. This was even before they were all a group, well, without Homicide, in TNA. I, my interview was the first time that Wrestling's Wu-Tang came together, and it was the first time they referred to themselves as Wrestling's Wu-Tang. 
that is where the Beatdown Clan came from. The interview that I did with them, and this was a couple years ago. I had all four of them in the studio. Uh, and it, it's one of my favorite things I've done. It was a great roundtable conversation, super fun, uh, it was super interesting. It's on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, I would suggest checking it out. Uh, but this was uh, the first time I've talked to Joe one-on-one, and the first time, most importantly, that I've talked to Joe since he's joined the WWE. Samoa Joe, it happens a lot more now with AJ Styles, with the Bullet Club, with with a bunch of people, Nakamura. Um Samoa Joe, though, was the first person in recent history, right now, in this era, to debut with similar music, with his name, Samoa Joe, with his finisher. Like the, he, he was the first person of this era to be brought in uh, as a previously established talent and to be able to use that here. They didn't take Samoa Joe and turn him into something for WWE. They just brought Samoa Joe in and had him be Samoa Joe in WWE and NXT. And that, to me, is one of the most interesting things to talk to Joe about. I mean, there's a lot to talk to him about. Uh, We had this conversation with him the day of. It was the morning of of NXT Dallas, TakeOver Dallas. So it was was hours, hours before his match with Finn Balor, Um, which, you know, was great. It was definitely their best match. I preferred it to the London match. Uh, So I feel like we learn a lot, and I can't wait to show it to you. But before I do, I want to talk to uh, those of us who love sports. Uh, As, of course, you probably know by now, spring and summer is loaded with events. The NBA and NHL playoffs are ready to roll. MLB is now underway. The UFC has some great matchups, and John Bones Jones is back. We also have the Triple Crown coming up in May. The Olympics, ever, even, even Team USA Soccer on our home turf with the America's Cup this June. You get the idea. It is a great time uh, of year to be a sports fan and an even better time to join us over at BetDSI.com. Uh, their A-plus rated on most sports book review sites have great service and offer odds on pretty much everything, uh, of course, including all the great sports we know and love. They even have odds on other current events and happenings, such as the NFL draft, the presidential election, reality TV, all the fun stuff, and more. Bet The BetDSI site is quick, mobile access works great, And it is very easy to use. Playing there makes watching games a lot more intriguing. That's for sure. Uh, As a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast listener, BetDSI currently has a great promotion where you can actually try them out for free. Simply sign up at BetDSI.com using promotion code SAM. You will get $10 free to play on the many current sporting events happening now. Once again, that is promo code SAM, S-A-M. Use that promo code, and you're going to be ready uh, for some extracurricular fun watching games when you have a bit of extra interest on them. Thanks to BetDSI for supporting the show, promo code SAM. Now, let's get into it. No reason to bet on this. It's going to be an amazing interview. Samoa Joe is on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. We welcome 
Sam Roberts Show here with Katie Linendahl. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe in the place. Yes. Second time. Second time. I've had you on, but under different circumstances. Under very dis- different circumstances. You like these circumstances better? Th- these circumstances are working out nice, not man. Bad. Not, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. When, when, did you ever think you were going to get signed to WWE? Um, I didn't plan on it. Right. Uh, but it was funny, man. It, it's a, a lot of... Uh, a confluence of a lot of good guys, uh, kind of you know going to bat for me and and, and, and making the connection with me and uh, and Triple H and uh, next thing you know, I find myself here. Yeah, when you get here, and I've talked to we were talking to AJ Styles about it. Do you understand the scope of everything until you get here? Like, was that something like, oh yeah, I expected it to be this big, or is it once you get here, like, wow, it I, really I, is? I, I definitely understood the scope, but it looks a lot different from the inside as opposed to. The outside, so uh, it, that that in and of itself is kind of surreal, you know. Right. Kind of like being here and just realizing that the whole town is about WrestleMania in this place, man. You know, so it's it's pretty nuts. Were you another? Th- I mean, I don't know if you expect anything at this point, but were you expecting to go to NXT? Did you want a main roster deal? Did it matter? Uh, it, 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 man, it, you know, we I had you know a bunch of discussions with you know various people in the office, and um, you know at the time. You know, NXT was kind of evolving into this monster that, you know, the company itself didn't really know what to do with. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just like, you know, this is supposed to be the, the AAA club. This is not supposed to be a thing. This is supposed <laughs> to be, you know, these are supposed to be armory shows where guys are getting, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're drawing these crowds and, and, and the show's hot and, and, and everything's going like it's going. And then we're selling out the Barclays and, you know, then we're selling out Wembley. And it's uh, so, um, but I think I think you know Hunter kind of had a vision for how he wanted things to go, and he realized he kind of had, you know, he wanted to catch a fire with everything. And um, bringing me into NXT was was a big part of that. You know, he uh, he knew I could add momentum to the brand right. and, and uh, kind of help shift perception from it being, uh, you know, AAA ball to being an actual you know third WWE brand. And I would imagine that's why you got to keep your name and your look and every. It's Absolutely, like, hey, wrestling fans, Samoa Joe is going to be on yeah, our yeah, yeah. NXT show. It also helped that you know I got a really good lawyer who. Uh, <laughs> down with the trademark law you know what I mean so made that real easy <laughs> you're one of the big surprises though I remember we were watching we were like well that was kept under wraps for quite a while were you having those discussions for months prior yeah actually I was um I mean they started out real informal um you know uh you know when I've been wrestling as long as I have I've made several inroads and friends with a lot of people who uh kind of you know and it, it, was, it was a real weird process because it was kind of the first time WWE in a long time had ever kind of brought in somebody third party uh, under their own guys and, and didn't try to create them you know onto themselves and uh, you know it was like hey you know it, me I was an experimental idea you know what right, I mean yeah. so it's like hey you know uh, you know we got these ideas and they didn't want to say who and then all of a sudden it's like you know hey can we set up a meeting come down to Orlando and let's let's talk about some things we have some ideas we want to throw at you see what you think. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, for the most part, WWE was a little concerned that uh, I'd be insulted initially by some of the inroads they made to me because, uh, you know, not understanding what he was trying to build in NXT and, and what was going on here. And uh, but, you know, we had some really solid meetings and, uh, you know, uh, I've been fortunate enough that I've been kind of on the cusp of uh, companies kind of coming, getting, you know, worldwide acclaim and kind of exploding. And, um, you know, this is kind of like my third time and it's awesome, you know, so. I recognize all the hallmarks and the signs that I'd seen before in places like Ring of Honor, and, yeah. you know, and and it's like, 
when I saw that and I saw the energy and the vibe and I went to the shows and, 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 and kind of met with some of the guys and, and, and saw how they felt about things, I was just like, no, no, this is, this, yeah, I'm totally cool with that. This is where I want to be. When you, I mean, speaking of Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. like when you look at your class, right, you're sitting there and whether you're in, you're in TNA, you're in the Indies, yep. whatever you were at that point, but you're looking at WWE's landscape and yep. you're seeing Punk. And then you're seeing Brian, mm-hmm. and then you're seeing Seth Rollins, yep. and then you're seeing all these guys that were in Ring of Honor, were world champion over there, are now the main event guys on WWE, which at one point wasn't really something that people thought would happen. No, not at all. Are you sitting there going like, "Whoa, I need to head in I, this direction" because I didn't. This wasn't. Yeah, happening. like I don't know, man. It, it, like it's it's crazy because um, it was never a uh, like a timetable issue for me. Like, oh man, they're getting. I should get it. You know, because it's like. First of all, all those guys are really good friends of mine. Right. So it was like I was beyond stoked for them. I was like, man, that's, that's awesome, man. Because you know, I, I saw, I, I understood the content of character. I understood what they brought to the table. And I had been in the ring with them. I had traveled the roads with them. So I knew what they were capable of. And I knew their ability level. And to see them be WWE champion just reinforced what I already believed about them. Um, so for me, you know, and the, and the other thing, too, it was really just business. You know, I had I'd done... Um, you know, for 10 years, I did great business with TNA. So it was like, it was a good relationship. So for me to be like, oh, you know, hey, you know, this and this, I mean, you know, like, no, we had a great business relationship and, and, and you know, uh, I can't really fault them for that. So, uh, but then when the opportunity presented itself here, it was just like, it, you know, it was just kind of like it was a, I, I felt more confident because of the inroads they had made, right. if anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, the, if that didn't happen before I came here, I'd probably be more apprehensive about you know, coming to WWE because it's like, you know, hey, it's 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 it, it's the place to be. But at the same time, it's like, am I really going to get get the fair shake that 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 I hope I would? And seeing what they've done here, I'd more than realize, yeah, I would. In conversation with Styles and Balor, having that nervous moment before that first debut, did, were you did you you come in in a different kind of scenario? Yeah. Were you afraid that it wasn't gonna, the reaction wasn't going to be? Uh, what it was? It, it was funny. What was going through your head? I, I wasn't afraid about the reaction because, um, you know, everybody else was pretty confident in it. Uh, I was more I was more hoping I didn't bust a Shockmaster and just, like, <laughs> you know, like come through the curtain, take a three-quarter roll, try to stand up and, like, play it off all cool. No, I'm straight, yeah. What's up? Here now. You know, like. Real badass. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doing ninja training back there, <laughs> practicing my roles, you know, like so. That was I was more nervous about that than than the reaction. I mean, I knew it would be a special moment. I, yeah, I knew it would be a special moment. I knew it'd be cool, but uh, yeah. So I, I was just like, it was funny. Like, I was actually sitting down looking like a lot of cables down here, man. Like, can we some tape or you know? <laughs> and that's probably the benefit too of debuting in front of an NXT crowd. Is that's kind of a smarter wrestling crowd, absolutely. Know, meaning that they absolutely. know they're, they, they're on the internet. They go to indie shows. Uh, you know, they're they're definitely a more impassioned wrestling crowd. Yes, you know that's, what I mean. That's yeah, the word you know, it's like uh, they 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 make an effort to to, to follow things and, and they have a good idea of the guys that come in. So, um, you know, it it, it definitely yeah by far made it much easier. It's funny that you bring up you know having your, your lawyer and your trademark stuff and saying, like, no, if I'm going to go to the WWE, Samoa Joe is what's going to WWE. Because, you know, know it all wrestling fan that I am, I'm sitting there watching your debut show with Katie going, like, no, he's not going to call himself Samoa Joe. I'm sure those T-shirts came from someone. He probably had that T-shirt made himself. Yeah. They're not going to sell Samoa Joe T-shirts. They're not gonna... And I'm just sitting there. And no, like, but instead we sold a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, it was sold out day one. <laughs> How do you have the confidence knowing going in that you can keep those rights and this isn't an anomaly situation? Like I said, my lawyer's dope. Um, <laughs> but I imagine two wrestlers now coming in are like, well, Joe got to keep it. Uh, it's hard yeah. to stack up against you. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah. 
but um, you know, I'm I'm really super over and awesome. So I mean, that helps. Uh, no, I, no the, I think the biggest thing really, I think the biggest thing really is is when they looked at the situation, which was very unique that I was coming into, uh, and AJ is much the same way. It's very unique where um, we have you know uh, you know decade plus careers and decade plus name recognition behind us. Um, that, you know, it, it's more of a benefit to keep us as we are, you know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, for branding purposes, you know, and, and, and all that, I, I understand their biz acumen behind if they do change somebody's name. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's, um, you know, do we want to do we want to start moving stuff a couple months down the line or start moving stuff on night one? And I right. think that was a motivating factor, too. I mean, it's, 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 it, it was financially smart and it was creatively smart. So I think that was the biggest uh thing that went into it and i would think in terms of confidence like you were talking about katie like it has to give you confidence that other people don't have you and aj mm-hmm. knowing that you can make a live a good living in wrestling without being in wwe like and, you both have yeah and we have both could years. continue to and yeah and um you know it i i don't want to say it put us in a better bargaining position but it 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 put us personally at ease because we understood that um you know, we have a tremendous opportunity to uh, succeed on the biggest stage that there is in sports entertainment. Yeah, uh, and I mean, in any profession, it's like when you go in as a very hireable employee, mm-hmm. you're going to get a, a, the deal you want. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, if, if it didn't work out here, uh, you know, uh, we wouldn't be at Dairy Queen tomorrow uh, making tasty freezes. So. <laughs> we love blizzards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you do end up at Dairy Queen, like, I'd, be, I'd be a horrible, like, Dairy Queen employee. Just, I'd, I'd drop that thing every time. I'd make them thin. I'd make them thin just to be like, oh... <laughs> well, you wanted to see the test, bro. Right. It's not you my do, fault. Yeah. You do it over the counter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops, messed that one up. What's your go-to blizzard? I'm so curious. Uh, I've had an integral part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't had one in a while, but um, I don't. I, th- I think I always just want the Reese's one. You know, just like that's, that's peanut tough. butter chocolate, real, yeah, you know, nothing crazy. Now, I'm watching. You know, the way things are going in wrestling, and it would appear that Finn Balor is getting all his friends. Signed, you know what I mean. Like, he is right. <laughs> that's it. Would appear that everybody, and then they just announced that Zack Saber Jr. is doing the cruiserweight tournament, which yep. is another guy that Finn Balor won't stop tweeting about. So, I was thinking about it, and if you go on YouTube, you know that the last time we spoke, it was with the Wu Tang of wrestling. Yes, it was you, MVP, Homicide, Homicide, and Loki. Loki. Now, obviously, upstanding citizens, by the way, very upstanding citizens. Oh, absolutely. I know them all well. They all have uh, <laughs> different career paths maybe than Finn Balor's friends do but do you look at that being like I want because you did it in TNA yeah you know do you, do you look at it going I want the Wu-Tang of wrestling somehow to be involved here that's more that's more dependent on the Wu-Tang of wrestling man you know some of those guys they uh they're free spirits to say the least <laughs> right so uh right. you know I, I I don't know if, if they're about this lifestyle at this point in their lives but uh yeah yeah man uh you know uh if, if we could work that out, it'd be awesome. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I've been able to, uh, I hope, uh, have some influence on some of my friends being here. AJ uh, Nakamura, who, uh, you know, he, I remember when he first started in the L.A. Dojo with me in Anoki Dojo in, in Santa Monica. And uh, to see him, you know, debuting here tonight, is, is, it's, it's crazy, man. And it's both like you and Nakamura are probably guys that people would assume are always going to have reputations but never going to end up in WWE two years ago. I, you know, and I think that was kind of, the, yeah, I think, two, know, I think two years ago that was like the, uh, that was definitely the perception. You know, it's like, you know, nobody goes in there that, you know, from somewhere else. And, and um, you know, I think uh, 
there's just been kind of philosophical changes uh, within the company to say, hey, listen, uh, maybe we're missing out on some really great talent, um, you know, and kind of just in spite of ourselves. So, uh, is it still uh, weird though to turn around and see like you're? Oh, you dude, this, that's it's, you. Yeah, it's it's weird as a wrestling fan. It's like, whoa, that really happened. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it was funny. Uh, I, I didn't have a real surreal moment with all of this, and uh, until uh, like last night, me and AJ went to dinner, and uh, you know, we, we jumped in his uh, navigator, and uh, which I was just like, really, you rented a navigator? What's that about? And, <laughs> like, uh, and uh, we're like driving down the street to go meet some other friends for dinner, and all of a sudden, I'm just like. What are we doing? What? Why? Are, at what point in time? Or you know? And he's just like, I know, right? This is weird. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely weird. Does the fan recognition change, like in a big way, or is it like, no, we, we we've been at this level for a while? Um, it, I mean, there is there is an increase in fan recognition, but at the same time, it's like uh, you get a lot of fans like, I always knew a dog. <laughs> Because I was, I said, and then you're here, and I was like, "See, you know, like that, like that's like the major like overriding thing I get, like, like they got you signed, yeah." Because I, I wrote every man, I'd be on the Twitter account being like, "Yo, y'all need Joe," and then you showed up, and I was like, "They listened." Must have been reading my tweets, yeah, because I saw you, I see you now. Straight to Vince B. That's what I did. Do you? What's the plan for Samoa Joe? Is it to stay on NXT and to continue to build it and be an attraction for that brand, or? Is it to eventually get to the main roster? Because you're you're in you're, you're the first guy I think to go to NXT and not be quote unquote developmental. Meaning, yeah. you know, it wasn't like you're going to come here, you're going to train, then we're going to get you on TV. To, then it's to, like, to quote Hunter, I'm not going to pay you to train. <laughs> Which I was like, dude, come on, man, like maybe a little extra. I'll show up and say hi, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, uh, I. I think I think uh, special moments shouldn't be ruined by speculation. So time will tell. Oh, spoken, Joe. Thank yeah, you. I so do my there best. Are special moment. Um, was that? And were you the first guy to not be paid to train on the NXT show? I'm not entirely sure. I haven't asked everybody else what Would their you, deal is. Because I'd be sitting there like, if if I'm, if I'm Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, or Sami Zayn, I'm like, you know. We actually had careers too before we got here. Oh no, I heard it from all of them. Trust me, I still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't get it twisted. Oh, Hollywood's here. Oh, Hollywood it's, it's, Joe. It's salty. <laughs> it's nasty. When yeah, you... I'll show up for the weekend shows and be like, "Oh, hey, what did you do this week at Fish?" I'm like, "So." <laughs> yeah, because you're not doing the like yeah. local Florida shows. Get like me, homie. What's up? <laughs> um, when you go to England to do the takeover show, yep. Because uh, we were watching that live. Yeah. And I was like, I was commenting on the crowd and being like, I've never seen a crowd like this in terms of insistence. Right? Insane. Like when you're, when you know you're going on last. There's glee clubs that are not as coordinated as those crowds <laughs> over there. They're singing. They're doing yeah. the whole deal. But when you're going on last and they've been doing this for half, three quarters of the show, mm -hmm. are you sitting there going like slow down? You guys aren't going to have anything left for my match? Or are you like, these guys are on a wave? No, no. Because the lead up to... to to take over London, um, they were just as insane. And I literally mean it. I mean, just, just the energy was wild, crazy. I, in Blackpool, they sang for Jordan and Gable for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm not like, I really wish I was exaggerating that figure. Like, you know, you always say, oh, 15 minutes. And no, it, we timed it. We sat backstage and, like, I remember, like, uh, at, you know, I remember them, at one point them going, 
all right, stop all the timers. And then they started another timer. And for 15 minutes, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. And it's funny because, like, you know, uh, especially, you know, Gable and Jordan, I bring them up. They're, they're kind of they're, they're coming into their own. They're hitting the stride. They're incredible. And uh, uh, to see Jordan, who's a very serious, you know, amateur wrestler and, you know, his big brute powerhouse, uh, doing this weird little dance around the ring for 15 minutes as they're chanting his name. Uh, I mean, we knew kind of going in that these crowds, don't, especially in the U.K., they don't run out of gas. Right. Like, it's like they're energizer bunnies. Like, they don't stop. Like, they just, it, in fact, it, it heightens and it grows and it grows and it grows until. They, they must have such contempt for any wrestler they see getting blown up. They're like, we're yeah. not blown up. We've been N- No, yeah, night. yeah. <laughs> Why are you tired in there? I'm fine. I've been singing and skipping for the past three hours. Well, uh, so many different facets. Last question uh, yeah, in wrestling. How has your lifestyle changed now? I imagine it's been so different over the years in the timeline. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it's it's changed in man. The new day's loud. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 changed in um, you know. Uh, I mean, scheduling wise and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same as what I've been doing. But um, it's 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 definitely changed in in like I said in in a little bit in the recognition factor and definitely uh, you know seeing a lot of fans just kind of kind of be re-energized by me being here and, and them just kind of being like hey man I'm so stoked I can't wait and and, and well, they put you on the map remember yeah they, yeah they, they tweet events yeah 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 it's a good reciprocity this is their yeah. project yeah it's all <laughs> we made this we are the movement that's my favorite thing <laughs> I put it on Twitter this no this dude gave me the like legit like he walked to me he's like listen man about three years ago I was like Samo Joe needs to be in WWE and, man, I tweeted about that thing. Man, I tweeted Hunter. I tweeted Stephanie. And, yo, B. <laughs> I, I hugged him and kissed him on the head, man. I didn't know what to do, man. He was You're about like, it. You made your, you, my family thanks you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but for me, you know, I, I mean, lifestyle-wise, just for me in general, I mean, it's it's kind of a nice, uh, you know, uh, to to find myself here and, and, and have WWE be a part of whatever legacy I leave on. Uh, wrestling and sports entertainment it, it's awesome man and uh, I'm enjoying my time here have you met Vince McMahon yet yes I have what does he think of Samoa Joe because some, that that's what it is right Samoa Joe is the Vince Vince that... is the ultimate poker player and you will never know like, so you have no clue oh no he was <laughs> very nice to meet you and then it's like it's like this coy smile where he's like very nice to meet you but on the other side it's like you ain't sh-. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I give him yeah man you can tell man like I've, I've, I've been I've been at the table with some really great poker players I'm sure Vince McMahon is a hell of a poker player and at the end of the day he's like we'll be friends when you make me a lot of money yeah like that's that so Vince we're gonna be friends but <laughs> that's what it is that's what it is wow Joe I'm glad you're here I'm glad I could talk to you now under these circumstances Absolutely. this is great and uh Thanks Don't get rid of that man. lawyer either, man. No, 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 I yeah, can't. That's your, got some good people around you. Yeah, he's Joe, so good. I got he, you. He, yeah, he signed me some other stuff. I never can get rid of him. God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Here is Sam Roberts. That was the man, Samoa Joe. And it's always good to hear from somebody who is obviously, to me, what I took away from that was Samoa Joe is enjoying his time in WWE, uh, but hasn't lost Samoa Joe. He's enjoying his time being part of the company, but at the same time still has that specialness that makes him him. He still gets to be Samoa Joe, and he knows that at the end of the day, he's got other places to go. I think that's a confidence that a lot of wrestlers in the locker room historically haven't had, and I think it really helps with performance. When you know that you have a value 
in or outside of the company, I think you actually perform on a higher level. Uh, and I think that's why Samoa Joe is able to perform at the level he's at. He's one of the best big guys there is. Uh, so I'm super happy that he's in the company and a part of NXT. All right. You know you can get the t-shirts at NotSam.com. If you need to add a little extra money to get those t-shirts, I've got good news. Right? Everybody has those times where they need a little extra money, no matter what it's for. I've got a really easy way you can do it. Uh, all you have to do is drive with Uber. Uber is a smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I'm sure you've at least heard about it. As a driver, though, it's going to help you make extra money driving your own car. It's totally flexible. You don't have to quit your day job to make more money because Uber lets you make extra money on your schedule. Whenever you need to make extra money, all you have to do is this. Turn on the app and then drive. That's it. Few hours here, few hours there. It all adds up fast. And it's really easy to get started. First, go to drivewithuber.com to sign up for free. You can do it right now on your phone. Second, answer a few basic questions about you and your car and then get approved. Third, start driving. That's all there is to it. I told you it was easy. Start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want and earning extra money on your schedule. Sign up to drive with Uber today. Go to drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drive with U-B-E-R.com. Not a bad idea. You know what else is not a bad idea? Katie Linendahl returning to join me in the state of wrestling. I made her promise that she would not blow out your eardrums this week. My God, how a woman that size can make a sound that loud, I will never know. But she certainly doesn't do it this week. Let's bring in Katie Linendahl and let's start the state of wrestling. Uh, How about now? It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. And we say welcome to the state of wrestling. I am here. Don't you dare do it again, Linendahl. I actually have an apology call <laughs> for everybody's eardrum that I broke. Did you have any idea? Of course, you weren't here last week, but it was the week before, right? When I was you... traveling last week, but I, I did receive a barrage of tweets of people um, disappointed with the uh, audio level of, of my sting Caw. Yeah, because you seemed almost like taken aback. Where I, when I was like, "What the? What are you doing?" I, I wasn't sure what I was doing. <laughs> I was a hundred percent just overwhelmed. You were excited. I was, and, and that's really what the right. Like the reason we do the podcast is what, so we can be wrestling fans excited about wrestling, right? Yeah. So it's like it's to, not to blow out your eardrum, but you know we can't exactly punish you for being excited, can we? Thank you, Sam. Like, and this is my apology call. I swear it will not be. <laughs> See, that's it's just an adorable. apology car. Like I, nobody's going to be mad at you ever, ever again. Yeah. But for those of you that did set that ambitious car to your text tone, we appreciate it. Yeah, I even I, even I have to appreciate it. Let's talk about wrestling. How on earth did Shane McMahon? <laughs> Retain control of Raw for the third week in a row. And it's just been accepted. At no one's acknowledged it. No, it's just like, I mean, so at first, I thought it was funny that first week, and the promo was good where Vince just kind of gave up and gave him Raw. I mean, it was for no apparent reason, but I thought it was funny that I had spent, you know, weeks talking with you because you said, well, what do you think they're going to do? What do you think they're going to do? And I kept saying, well, there's no way 
that Shane does not get control of Raw. Like, they have to change that just based on the story they've been telling. But at the same time, I do not see The Undertaker losing to Shane. And, like, I was racking my brain trying to come up with rationale for Shane to still get control of Raw. The first week, I thought it was funny because I go, oh, wait, I forgot. It's wrestling. He can just have control of Raw. The second week, it was, well, social media uh, was so strong in favor of Shane McMahon that we decided to let him have Monday Night Raw. By the way, by that logic, how does Roman Reigns end up in a main event if they're listening to social media? (laughs) But this third week in London, it was like, well, we're in London, so Shane McMahon has control of Monday Night Raw. Does Vince not have a passport? Well, that's a great question. Maybe not. But to your point, I bet you're even more excited because it's pro wrestling. There's no rules. I mean, I... It's followed, everyone wins. At some point. But see, you would think that now the logical progression would be that Shane McMahon will have some kind of fight in order to lose control of Monday Night Raw, even though he doesn't have it. Like, Vince McMahon could just come in at any moment and say, okay, Shane, that's enough. And that would be the end of the story. He's just... Because the, the reason this started was that he walked off, right? Yeah, but it's just going too well. Three weeks ago, he just walked off. And he said it was going to be a disaster. And then, But that doesn't... It, he didn't say, this is going to be a disaster. And if it's not, I'll give you the company. <laughs> I don't remember that interaction happening. That's true. Right? That's true. Um, but you don't watch asking questions. You just go, way to go, Shane. I love the show. Yeah, I've just forgotten all about the fact <laughs> that it even had an implication. Well, I mean, what's happened is they're acting as if... And honestly, I feel like... They just decided not to come up with something. <laughs> I think, I mean, because... going to wing it. Uh, you just look at it logically. And I said from the beginning that logically it wouldn't make sense for The Undertaker to lose to Shane at WrestleMania. Unless there was some kind of crazy outside interference and you were setting up for something else with The Undertaker or something. Unless you had the Bullet Club run in or you had... If you recall, I said that the match would need all kinds of tricks, right? Yes. The, it had tricks with Shane McMahon jumping off the cage, but it didn't oh, have any. Plenty. It didn't have any interference, though. Death wasn't enough for you. No, I'm saying without interference, Shane cannot win the match, and he didn't win the match, and that's fine, right? It didn't. Right. It didn't need the tricks because the Undertaker won. But then they were just like, <laughs> but okay, it meant nothing. <laughs> all right, here's the plan. Undertaker, you're gonna win. Shane, starting Monday, you're in control of Raw. Uh, Dad, I think that I don't want to hear another word. Don't overthink it, son. Yeah. Son, it's wrestling. It's not pay-per-view or whatever business you were doing. And it's like, okay, all right, if you say so. Now, look, Raw has been great three weeks in a row. Consistent. And an, a, an, a Raw in England was good. And Raw in England is almost never good because it's taped. Everyone was over in England except the VOD villains. They I did okay. No. They didn't do... No. And uh, look, something... Well, well, well... I'll get there. But Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself no, no. as usual. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, Excited to be back, Sam. But I just don't understand. See, the problem is, and maybe I am overthinking it, but it seems to me that you can't figure out where to go if you have no reason for being there in the first place. We need, so we got, what, two weeks before payback? There needs to be some reason that Shane McMahon is still in charge because there needs to be some reason that's there needs somebody needs to be mad that Shane's in charge. 
And the only reason for somebody to be mad that Shane's in charge is that actually has to be declared. As of now, we're still going week by week, but we never found out why. You know what I mean? Like, like we're still going week by week, but the third week it was just like, okay, still. The first week it was Vince McMahon walking off. The second week it was social media. And the third week it was just like, well, I, I don't know. There were still some tweets. Listen, I'm, I'm, we've been using food analogies and like, I, I think you're overthinking it, man. I think if the Kool-Aid is made of high fructose corn syrup, you just, and it's good, you just have to accept it. What they're saying is we're giving you French fries and then your baked potato comes to the table. And you go, yes, I'm happy that <laughs> still going with I'm happy that the baked potato is here because it's what I wanted. But you specifically told me you didn't have any. I don't understand how it got here. And they're like, you're over surprise, bro. You're overthinking it. Just don't yeah, worry. You, about- that's it. You, the, the baked potatoes here. Stop worrying about where it came from. You specifically told me all your potatoes were cut up for French fries. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just enjoy the baked potato and move on. Okay. If you say so, that's what I'll do. Do you personally like Shane in charge more than Triple H? Well, I mean, you know, storyline-wise, of course I love... I love Raw the last three weeks. Do you think you can carry that consistency? I mean, I didn't think it could carry the consistency for three weeks, to tell you the truth. It depends on, you know, it's it's now it's all a gamble. I mean, it's post-WrestleMania. Now we get to watch the thing, the dice roll, and see how far we can go. You know, who knows how long this is going to go. I would say it looks like it's going to go at least until payback. And then we'll see after payback. I would say next week's Raw will probably be good as well, and then it will be payback. And then we'll see if we can keep the momentum going after payback. Um, see... Ideally, I would want to see a power struggle between Triple H and Shane McMahon. But why would Triple H have to struggle to gain power back when he didn't lose it? The Undertaker won. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, like there's no struggle because Triple H could be like, hey, you know how you've been controlling Raw? We'll stop now because I've had the power. I'm, you're only doing that because we let you. Yeah, we're on vacation. Right. So now I'm back. So it will be mine again. And what is Shane? You know what Shane is going to do? This is how they're going to figure this storyline out. Squatter's laws. Squatter's laws? Right. You know how when you rent a place, you can't just be evicted? Right. He has been in control of Raw for so long that he's got squatter's laws working in his favor. I totally thought of that too, said no one else. (laughs) Well, that's the way it's going to work. He's been... been Squatting. Squatter's laws. Yeah. And in, a citizen's arrest. Right. He's been squatting as the guy in charge of Raw. Nobody's been stopping him. So now you can't just evict him. You're going to have to go to court and have him thrown out. You can't just evict somebody if they don't pay their rent. There's laws in New York. We'll call Salino and Barnes. Exa- injury attorneys. And also, and also apparently squatter's laws. Squatter's attorneys. laws. Injury and squatter's laws attorneys. <laughs> It could happen. You know, speaking of Raw, and this is one of the reasons why it's been good lately, um, I don't know what's changed, but all of a sudden, NXT guys are being pushed to the moon. It's insane. It used to be like, I don't know who this is. What's a Tyler Breeze? (laughs) Back to the main event with you. Selfie what? (laughs) But now, ever since WrestleMania, 
it's like Enzo and Cass are are getting pushed like they're the biggest team ever. Baron Corbin is like the future of bad guys. And this really shocked me. The Vaude villains get a clean victory over the Usos? Clean. That's like, whoa. In what day and age would the Vaude villains get to come up to the main roster and get a clean victory over a team like the Usos? It's true. I mean, there is... And I feel like we have to put Apollo in that mix, too, because he's only been there for a few weeks. You're 100% right. Apollo comes up, and he gets booked to look super strong. There is a new... Obviously, there's some kind of new focus on this thing because they've decided that the guys that come from NXT are a priority. You know? And that... It's been shocking. It just didn't happen before. It was very, very rare. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn comes up, and he's being treated... Obviously, as a potential future main event guy. And I don't know. I I think, you know, Enzo and Cass and the Vaudevillains both, you know, they have some kind of indie wrestling history, a little. But really, they're strictly products of the Performance Center, for the most part. That's what you would think of them as. Whereas Apollo, uh, Sami Zayn... And Baron Corbin would work with those two teams. But Apollo and Sami Zayn and those guys are all, and and AJ Styles and the Bullet Club and the other new guys, are all guys that have traveled the world. And at first I would say it seems like a lot of attention, because there's a lot more attention now being placed on the history that you've had in wrestling. There's a lot more, whereas they used to just whitewash your history and you'd come in with a new name and your history wouldn't matter. This is the big time now. Now it's changed. And it seems as though there is a priority being put on this idea of conquering territories outside of the WWE before you get here. Uh, and maybe part of that is NXT is being considered an outside endeavor that is allowing people to now come up on the main roster and say, look, they've accomplished a lot before they've gotten here, and now they're here on the big stage because these guys are, are being made to look very, very strong. Which is interesting and surprising to me. It like, it was one thing to see Enzo and Cass beat the Dudley boys. That was big. But then, I kind of expected it. It was big, but I expected it. And the Dudley boys are there for that reason. You know, they're the they're the older guys that are there to be a credible heel team, but they're there to lose to the young good guys. So I get that. I was shocked that the Usos lost the way they lost. Because the Usos are, you know, arguably, aside from New Day, I would say inarguably, the top good guy team on the roster. So to watch them lose to the Vaude Villains, as charactery and as NXT-y as the Vaude Villains are, is, I think, enormous. Enormous. I agree. Do you think the, you don't think the Vaude Villains are going to work on the main roster? Not at the moment. I, uh, I think the hype around it. I was actually disappointed at, at the response. What do you mean? I just don't think it was. Like, you, obviously, London was incredibly hyped on Raw for New Day. I mean, like through the moon. Well, they don't get hyped. They stay hyped. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But for the reception of Vaude Villains thus far, come well, on, Sam, it's not that hot. I mean, it's just been an average new team I welcome. I think that people would be more excited to see Blue Pants. I mean, I don't think anybody would remember who Blue Pants is at this point. But... We do. I think... Yeah, I miss Blue Pants. I don't think that... I think it's just like a... It's a a reaction that a new team gets. 
Like, I don't think it's been weak by any stretch. Compare them to Enzo and Cass, though. Well, Enzo and Cass are being pushed like superstar good guys. The villains are a new villain bad guy team. You know what I mean? The villains are, are a team that... And were kind of tucked away in NXT over the last month or two. So it's not like there was this fervor. You know, it's, it's a big difference to come up as sort of a... You know, these are the new bad guys in town. They definitely came up looking better than uh, than the Ascension. See, that's funny because I was putting that on caliber with the Ascension. No, 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 no. The Ascension... In terms of the reception? The Ascension came in like, who are these guys? This is a joke. The villains have come on like, okay, I'm, I, I can get behind this team. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still feeling them out a little bit. But, I mean, the Ascension were like, I, this doesn't work at all from the get-go. And it was in the way they were presented. You know, they were never presented as, like, it was like, they came out and acted like an 80s tag team, but not ironically. very, uh, hawk and animal. Just very strange. And, and I think that that had a lot to do with their demise. Now, uh, one of them, I think Connor, is out with 60-day suspension. So it's going to be a while before we see anything from the Ascension anyway. But I think, I actually think, i am got to give the WWE a lot of credit for the amount of rope that they're giving the villains, Like, they're putting them, at the moment, in as good a spot as you could put any tag team. You know, they, they're doing the whole entrance. I love the They're entrance. doing the black and white. They're doing yep. the whole thing, They're and they're playing them up, and they're letting them win matches. And it's not like, when they come out, it's not like they come out and the commentators are like, like, what is this? This is stupid. What are these idiots doing? This is dumb. Which is what they were doing for the Ascension. Like, they're like, <laughs> ugh. What are these morons doing? And JBL was like, yeah, they're not legends. They're stupid. Whereas the villains came out and they're like, look at these guys. It's something debonair. Right, right. And they're getting behind them. So um, I think they're doing the right thing. It's all in timing. Isn't it so interesting the way timing works? Yes. And the, I mean, and I'm much, I don't want to be too tangential here, but the, it proves my point about timing with AJ. What do you mean? Because... You were putting down my idea of pushing AJ up for the last few weeks. He's in the main look, event. But then look what happened. Exactly. But that goes to my point. Like, you, we followed my path, and now he's in the main event. But it, the, that path didn't really end up making sense in WrestleMania. <laughs> well, because a lot of WrestleMania didn't make a lot of sense. That's true. You know, that, that's because I'm still very confused as to the role of Chris Jericho. It seems to me... I thought that was it after WrestleMania. I kind of did, too. It seems to me that they have more faith in Chris Jericho as a bad guy and his ability to be a bad guy. And by the way, he's a good bad guy. But it seems to me that they have more faith in his ability to be a bad guy um, and find him more valuable as a main roster bad guy than as that legend that can put people over. You know what I mean? I mean, I'd, I'd have more faith and confidence in Tatanka. As a bad guy, look anything with with no Ted DiBiase. No, I mean Jericho's doing a convincing job as a bad guy, for sure. I mean he's not who on the roster. Is it really necessary right now? I don't. That's the thing. I don't think it's necessary. I think I think he's doing a good job as a bad guy. I think Jericho, maybe above most other people, can pull off heel, old school, real bad guy. Sometimes he gets a little cornball because he, he starts doing stuff on Twitter and stuff and it doesn't make any sense. Like blocking you? I don't know. But Rude. But I think he does pull off bad guy well. Would I, if I'm running it, 
do I have Chris Jericho as the top bad guy? No. I would put, you know, kind of teach one of the younger guys how to be a good bad guy and go from there. Well, there isn't any new younger guys to play with, though, so that's why they had to go the Jericho route. Maybe. Maybe. Being, being facetious. Well, I mean, maybe he's there because Seth Rollins is injured. Come on. You know, Come I, on. Well, who do you put in the Jericho spot, then? A new up-and-coming bad guy? No. Baron Corbin. No, 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 no. A main event bad guy. Who is What bad guy can Dean Ambrose work with? And I'm not saying that, I'm not doing this to say that you're wrong. I really, because I think we can probably think of somebody. I think it's completely unnecessary. I'd put Kevin Owens there, first off the top of my head. Kevin Owens is a good pick, although, you know, he's got his own thing. He's got Sami Zayn. And then maybe Apollo, down the line. For Kevin Owens? Yeah, did you see that was kind of a weird interaction yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But Kevin Owens, I think, is being used to build I, Sami I, Zayn. We don't need to sit here and think about. I think we should. Bad I'm, guys, though, for... Come on, you can fill in four more. Who's like a... a, a not... A, a true mainstream bad guy. At the moment, and I guess it's kind of a holdover, because obviously they're not putting Dean Ambrose in the title scene at the moment. Even though they probably should. But he lost to Brock Lesnar, so... I mean, <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, well, AJ lost... Uh, uh, clean to Jericho at WrestleMania. AJ's the number one contender. Ambrose <laughs> lost clean to Lesnar, and now it's like, okay, well, Ambrose has Jericho now. And you go, I don't, I don't think everything they really did just come off of WrestleMania and do a complete refresh. Like, don't worry about that. Stop. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Why is Shane in charge? Sam. Yeah. Stop. Put down the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. No, because because if Jericho won, Sam. Stop. <laughs> What do you mean stop? I'm trying. Stop. Way too much thought in yeah. this, Roberts. Just watch this week. What is that? You can't do that. Just watch this week. Everything will be fine if you just watch this week. Trust me. You're going to have... Look, how about this, Sam? If you will shut your mouth, we will give you a full-on Bullet Club promo where the term good brother is used, mm. followed up by Enzo and Cass in a match. Now will you shut up? All right, fine. Fine, I won't ask any more questions. If you'll give me that. If I can see AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson two-sweeting each other and the machine gun calling him a good brother, yes, I will shut my mouth. And that's what they did for me. They were like, well, we'll just make the show good enough that you will just shut up. <laughs> Amen. And that's it. And I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good, I go, well, what about, what are you guys doing with the women? What? All right, all right, Sam. Sam, what? <laughs> if we put Natty and Charlotte in the main event of the next pay-per-view for the women's title, will you shut up? Will you stop asking your questions? Wait, will you stop? We'll, we'll put... even throw Flair and Hart in the corner. Right. We'll put Bret Hart there. Come on. Will you shut up? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll shut up. Yes. I'll stop. Yes. Yes. Yay. Fine. I'll stop asking questions. Okay, Sam. That's all we wanted. I feel like that's that's what's happening. I feel like uh, 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 they're just like, well, look, not everything makes sense, but everything's going to be dope. And as long as we can make things dope then they don't necessarily have to make sense. Do you watch Raw, Katie, confused, or do you watch Raw going, this is dope? Dude, I am not. I'm a wrestling fan that doesn't overthink it. So you just go, this is dope. This is dope. Right. And then add some excitement in there. We still have a lot of people that are injured. Yes. So that's quite a big roster. I mean, the Wyatt family's out. Man. And they were obviously starting something. Bray got injured in Italy. He injured his, his, his calf. 
And, How long is uh, he out for? I nobody. I don't think it's been said. I haven't read it yet. Um, but yeah, he's out for the time being. Obviously, Luke Harper is out. Um, so they're not going to have Strowman and and what's his face Rowan uh, represent for the Wyatts while they're gone. So for now, you've got the Wyatt family all out. You've got uh, obviously Orton out. Cena's still out. Mm-hmm. Rollins is out. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily Cesaro's back and doing a great job. Yeah, that's good. Um, Maurice, what did I tell you about Maurice and the Miz being together? Does that it's not? A, it's solid. It, do you not feel like a complete breath of fresh air has been breathed into that Miz character? Like I think that this was needed so badly. I feel like the Miz is now, and I'm a big Miz fan. Everybody knows this, but I feel like the Miz is so much more multi-dimensional and interesting now that Maurice is back with him. I think she's hilarious. I think she's she's just she's an amazing performer as far as what she's doing with him. Um, and and yeah, I I hope as much as I love Cesaro, everybody loves Cesaro. How can you not? And and the the PLOA suit thing, great, so good. great, so good. Do you like the way he walks on from the side of the stage? So he's got that James Bond. I like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good that they it, and it's nice because it feels like they finally found. A character for Cesaro. Agreed. You know, they've, they've added that element to it. His t-shirt still kind of looks like it's a lifeguard shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I did like that he had the Bootio shirt on. That was cool. That I was like cool. I like that touch. Which I will talk about in a second. But I, as much as I like Cesaro, I don't want to see him win the Intercontinental title. Why not? I think The Miz with Maurice and the Intercontinental title championship are is, is money. Like, I think it adds to him being a, a an obnoxious bad guy so much to have him be the champion. Especially when you know that somebody like Cesaro could have it. Oh, does that get under your skin? And then to see him act like he's the best with that big, weird, gold hoodie, trench coat, vest thing on. And to have Maurice with him, who's like the hottest chick in the world. What? And all, yeah. And all she's doing... I mean, that was that was probably the least controversial thing I've said today. And all <laughs> she's doing is sitting there telling you how great The Miz is. To have a chick that hot with a French accent telling you how great The Miz is and what an amazing champion he is, is as great a heel as you can get. And the last thing I want is for him to lose any of that. I don't want him to lose the Intercontinental title anytime soon. I'd love it if Zack Ryder were mentioned again. Oh, Remember, yeah. Remember, Zack? I forgot all about that. Woo, woo, woo. He had a great interview with Michael Cole for the YouTube channel for WWE.com. Yeah? Where he kind of explained his uh, his journey, and they really pushed the idea of him being a guy who's wanted this as long as he's wanted it for. Um, that was really good. And I don't think they're done with Zack Ryder necessarily. Um, but, yeah, I want The Miz to keep the Intercontinental title for a while. I think it really adds to him as a bad guy. I see your point there. And I don't even think, I don't know that it would add anything to Cesaro. I don't think it would make us like Cesaro more. I don't think it would make Cesaro's matches more interesting. I don't think it adds anything, any element to that character. I think the character right now is strong is strong enough on its own. And quite honestly, you're just about ready to put Cesaro in the main event anyway. Like Cesaro is about on the level that he's ready to go after, to enter the world title scene. So why why take that away from The Miz only to have Cesaro kind of outgrow it very quickly, you know? Because The Miz is not 
world champion right now. He's the intercontinental champion. It's the perfect place for him, and it gives substance to that title. Uh, I think uh, Cesaro would outgrow the title extremely quickly because he'd be ready the same way Dean Ambrose did. Remember Dean Ambrose was the Intercontinental Champion before WrestleMania? That's true. And I would talk to you about how we forgot he was the champion. He didn't even bring the belt to the ring anymore. Yes. That, I feel like, would happen with Cesaro when he would become bigger than that title because we would think of him as a contender for Roman Reigns' World Heavyweight Championship. You see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, which is why I think I would, which is why I would really like it if they kept it on The Miz. I still think it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's absolutely where I stand on that. Uh, your New Day, by so the way. So good. I don't know if you heard this. Big E tweeted it out. The New Day, number one merchandise sellers for WrestleMania weekend. I, couldn't we have guessed that? We could have, but that is such a big deal. I mean, that's not. it's not like selling merchandise is just kind of a side thing. At on location in Dallas, mm-hmm. I think you and I were both shocked at how many of those Bootios cereal boxes sold. Yeah. I mean, by the way, Kellogg's, you're missing a huge branding opportunity, as I've said before. I really honestly, Post. at this point, General Mills. I think we're we're not far away from seeing Bootios be a cereal. I agree. There's no way the WWE is selling unicorn horns <laughs> and socks. And t-shirts and cereal boxes and not realizing that this team was built for non-conventional merchandise sales. So that's funny. That's what they're built to do. Sell non-conventional merchandise. And this is something, that, an iron that they need to strike while it's hot. And WWE has never been shy about striking a hot iron. When it comes to getting more money out of merchandise. Exactly. Especially. They are merchandising machines. Um, and you remember the, the, the early stages of, of the New Day merch. Was that like, um, it was almost like a Phoenix Rising kind of logo? Yes. And remember when we had them on, they were talking about that. I think this is all to their credit. I think they're coming up with this nonstop. They're just right. like innovating. Coming up with ideas and merch. ideas and ideas. And WWE is Letting going through it. with it. Yeah. And, and as they trust them more, this is the best thing that can ever happen to a team like the New Day, who we heard from on the podcast last week. Um, when you're given a little bit of freedom, and it works, you're going to be given a little more and a little more and a little more. And New Day are right in this sweet spot. It's not going to last forever, but New Day are right in this sweet spot where everything that they do works, from storylines to matches to merchandise. I mean, I purchased a R.I.P. Francesca T-shirt for like $25. It's literally one color. It's a picture of a trumpet. Just a trumpet. And it says Francesca or Francesca or whatever her name yeah. is. The year 2014 to 2015. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. There's no reason for the shirt. I think it might be sold out at this point. It probably is. I saw people walking around with t-shirts that said the booty at night is big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. Oh my gosh, that was the best t-shirt of all mania. But it's like, where would you wear that again? What would you? What purpose would you have for it? It's just something so exciting about the new day that makes you say, I got to do it. I got to do it. WWE Shop is going to be selling musical instruments soon. I think so, too. I'm surprised they don't already have a rep- replica trombone. You know, I think, <laughs> Seriously, actually. I think that's around the corner. New Day is not even close to done. Kind of like a foam finger? Yes. 
Yes, that's great. That's what makes it less expensive. Yes, that's perfect. To put our business hats on. You used to have the Big Boss Man foam nightstick, the Legion of Doom foam shoulder pads, the Hacksaw foam 2x4, Tatanka had a foam tomahawk. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that I think that a new day foam trombone. And by the way, when the foam trombone shows up, it's a trumpet. And you let him know. Sam and Katie had that first. Yeah, we want commission. Exactly. We thought of that here. Um, yeah, I think that I think that the sky's the limit right now for New Day, and I think they're going to continue to push them right now. I th- I bet a lot of people are surprised. Actually, I mean, the top merchandise seller is supposed to be Roman Reigns by a mile. It's supposed to be. Do we know the one, two, three? No. Count? All I know is, is New Day was the top. That's what I read. That's what I know. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. We were exhausted coming out of Mania, and I had to go through TSA, and mm-hmm. I couldn't pass. Even though I have the pre-check thing, I still had to take off my boots. Mm-hmm. I had New Day socks, you know, jacked up. It, mm-hmm. was a, it was a little embarrassing, but I felt awesome. Everything felt better. You looked down, and you saw those three smiling faces up at you. It was good. It was good. It was good. Let's talk about, to me, by far, what would you, I think the moment of Monday Night Raw is pretty clear. And it wasn't... The show ended with Jericho jumping Dean Ambrose. You know, that's fine. But it wasn't the moment of Raw. It's... To me... You want me to let you guess? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to say, like, the Bullet Club. Jumping Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, there's no nothing bigger than that. And if to go back to your point, they're letting it happen. Well, here's what kind I of. said... Here's what I said last week. Last week... I said, when the Bullet Club jumped the Usos, and by the way, I don't think they're going to be called the Bullet Club. I think they're kind of being referenced as that, as in that was their previous life, but I don't think they're going to be called the Bullet Club. Um, But when Anderson and Gallows jumped the Usos, I said the one thing to keep in mind was these are cousins of Roman Reigns on screen and off screen. So maybe the reason they're jumping the Usos is to get at Roman Reigns, who is wrestling their good brother, AJ Styles. Now, this week, we go a step further, and the uh, friendship, the union between AJ, Gallows, and Anderson is full circle. It's completely acknowledged on television, and Gallows and Anderson jump Roman Reigns, apparently without the knowledge or blessing of AJ Styles. Where do you see this going? If we take a twist with it... Mm -hmm. Well, you go first, because I have my twist. Look, I think there's no doubt that the key... Look, <laughs> we're having a new show I can't wait to talk about e. that. I'm okay. so excited. The, uh, uh, the, thing to rem- the most important thing that they said, I feel like, was the promo that they cut backstage. By the way, speaking of backstage promos, how is it that Mauro Ranallo <laughs> is good at everything? <laughs> he is He's good at everything. amazing at backstage interviews. Like... He just comes on, he owns his space, and then he gives the spotlight to the wrestler. He comes on, owns his space, asks a good question, and lets the wrestler have the spotlight. Mauro Ranallo is the MVP of that broadcasting department right now, and I would hope that every interviewer is watching that dude. That's the dude to watch. He knows what he's doing. He's so good. He's so good. And I met him, by the way, at the uh, uh, Hall of Fame. Mm. Couldn't be a sweeter dude. I mean, the nicest guy mm. you could ever... He's incredible. I just... I think so highly of him. And he did fantastically as the backstage announcer this week on Raw. Um, but the most important thing that the Bullet Club said was Anderson talked about taking advantage of opportunities. 
taking advantage of opportunities. I believe he said it twice. This is a quote that is going to come back when they turn on AJ Styles. That's what I was going to say. He is. This is a quote that is going to come back, taking advantage of opportunities. Now, it's very, very obvious. I said last week, and I think I said it on the YouTube show, that uh, I thought that the Bullet Club was going to jump AJ Styles and kind of reform the shield with Roman Reigns. And it would be Reigns, Gallows, and Anderson. And this would allow... AJ to remain a babyface, and Roman Reigns would still not be a good guy, not be a bad guy, but be the guy. Which, you know, I think Roman Reigns still needs a lot of work on his promos. Like, it, it, to me, when he re- this week, that sounded like he was reading it off a teleprompter. It didn't sound natural. And it's like, I like it. I like, I think it's the right direction to go in, but Roman's gotta, like, own that space and know it to be true. Right now he's acting. And he can't act. He's got to know it. The great champions, the great wrestlers, when they cut promos, the reason that they resonate is because you don't feel like they're acting. Even on the roster right now, Dean Ambrose, I mean, Dean Ambrose is given some rough content sometimes. <laughs> like, the stuff Dean Ambrose has to say is not always great. But he makes it work. He turns it into something. Do a reenactment. That I don't even, I mean. Come on, that'd be funny. I, I don't even remember exactly what he was saying, but I remember watching the Ambrose Asylum last, uh, on Monday start out, and it was like, oh, what is he talking about? You know what I mean? It was just, it, it was kind of cornball, and it didn't make any sense. It was like, he's like, hey, I wonder how Jimmy Fallon does this every night. It's like, oh, all right, with the pop culture references. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Fallon. Host of the Tonight Show. Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> but Ambrose always makes it work for him. You know what I mean? He does it in such a way that he owns it. It doesn't feel like acting. It doesn't feel like he's reading off a script. He takes in what he's got to take in, and he says, it's my job to make it work. It doesn't matter if it fits me or not, or if I would say this, because I guarantee you Dean Ambrose would not start out a talk show like that. But he makes it work, and I think that's what Roman really has to do. He's being put in a position where he can make this stuff work, I think. So I feel like he's really got to try hard to make these promos sound authentic. Um, I still think it'd be great to see a Gallows-Anderson-Reigns faction. I'm not sure anymore that it's going to happen. Why not? Because I don't think that they'll go that bad guy route with Roman Reigns. I just there's something in me that makes me feel like even though they're now supporting all the NXT guys, even though the Bullet Club is being made to look like a million bucks, even though AJ Styles with the name AJ Styles and Phenomenal One is in the main event, obviously things are changing in that company for the better. There is still something in me that makes me feel as though they will not allow Roman Reigns to be a villain. And but I that, thought we'd agreed that that was, like, kind of the last opportunity. Like, that has to be where it goes. But, I mean... Is this, is this gray area that he's in right now? It doesn't work. Now, the reason why I say that is because John Cena was never made into a bad guy. And there was a period of time where it was like, this is obvious, you have to do this, you have to do this. Now, John Cena is a once-in-a-lifetime performer that said, okay, well, if I'm going to just stay a good guy, I'm going to make it work. Roman Reigns and John Cena are two different types of performers. John Cena cannot be the monster that Roman Reigns is, no matter how big he gets. And John Cena is a monster. But he cannot be 
the monster that Roman Reigns can be. And Roman Reigns cannot be the nice guy that John Cena can be. Roman Reigns doesn't come across that way. John Cena comes across as a nice Boston boy who really does want the best for people. Roman Reigns comes across as a monster who wants the best for himself. I disagree. You think Roman Reigns can be a nice guy? Or which? what, what do you disagree with? I don't think he wants the best for himself. I think he legitimately... Are we talking like storyline or are we talking for reals? No, I'm talking about the way he's perceived on television. I'm talking Never, about the character, the way the yeah, character is perceived th- on television. That's why they were the same. I'll use the example of like, I'll use a heavy example, but it makes my point. When they were having like um, the Breast Cancer Foundation mm-hmm. up, up on, uh, they, like the two good guys are going to host that. It's Cena and it was Reigns. Yes. So they want him in that spot. But, and I think he genuinely wants to be in that but spot. The character, fill that role. even in that moment, and we talked about that moment, Reigns seemed out of place and he felt out of place. Because as a character, he cannot pull that off, no matter how bad he wants to. He can't do it. Is it just the promo that's just like so weak that it's not coming out? You just can't do it sometimes. You can't play a character that is not inside of you, no matter how bad you but want I, but to. Th- I think my argument lays in the fact that I think that character is inside him. And I, it, like even seeing after an event ends, like he, how long he stays and like... Well, Roman is a good guy. I know Roman. Guy. He's he- a great guy. That was very Trump-esque. But, <laughs> but, but as a performer... He can build a beautiful wall. Look, look. I know Roman. I've spoken to Roman. Roman is great. Roman is a great guy. He's a nice guy. Very low energy. No, I'm just kidding. Roman, <laughs> Roman... Roman's at his best and his most believable not being that guy. And whenever Roman has been the nice guy who's there for the kids on TV, I don't believe him. And really? Me, and the audience doesn't either, and that's why he gets booed. Because it doesn't come across as... I don't believe him. I don't believe it to be true. When he's smirking because Stephanie is making fun of him or telling him... like When Stephanie is giving him the business and he's smirking back at her, I don't believe that he's above it. I believe that he's thinking horrible things about this woman in his head, but just smirking to disguise them. And I don't want, that's not, that doesn't make any sense to me as a character. I want that character to be honest to who that character is. And that's all we're talking about is character. What we're talking about is what we see on the television show. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Roman is a good guy. I believe Roman is a monster. I believe Roman is a guy who has had a lot of things handed to him. I believe Roman is, a, and, and by the way, has made the best of those things, you know, through hard work. But I believe Roman is a guy who is physically blessed. He trains hard, but he's also physically blessed. I believe Roman is a guy who does work his ass off, but got the opportunity before anybody else. You know what I mean? And those are things that you can't ignore. This isn't a guy who's worked his whole life to be here. This is a guy who right now is working as hard as he can to make this work. And I respect his work ethic as a person, 100%. He busts his ass every night. He tries to make it work. But I don't think that nice guy character is in Roman Reigns right now. I think when John Cena goes to the ring and he gets booed at this point in his career, John Cena really is okay with the boos. It doesn't bother him. I think when Roman Reigns goes to that ring and gets booed, as a man, he is bothered by the booze. And that 
is what needs to come out as a character. It's not going to work. If, if, if your character is not bothered by the booze, but as a man you are, it's never going to come across the way it should. But doesn't that make him the good guy if he's bothered by the booze? No. It makes him the bad guy because he becomes resentful of the fans. Well, wouldn't you be if somebody hated you? And then, would I be a fan favorite? No, because I'd be resentful of the fans. Why would the fans get behind somebody? Okay, so this is good. This goes to the point that then why, then now's the time to turn him into a bad guy. Because. I feel like we have this conversation every week. Because I don't think they're going to. Because they don't always make the right decision. Okay, fair. Because sometimes they just get locked on to something. And that's what I'm getting at. That there's still a part of me that as much as everything I just said, I believe it to be true. And if I'm in charge, I'm going to act on that. I believe that there are people who consider Roman Reigns an asset as a good guy and a valuable commodity as a good guy. And so they're not willing to give up his good guy status. I think there is a good chance the, the man who has not... Well, look, I don't know what happens right now. I think the best thing you can do is put Gallows and Anderson with Roman Reigns. It'll make Gallows and Anderson heal, which they need to do. And it'll, it'll, get some, it'll, it'll add legitimacy to the booze that Roman Reigns is getting, which I think they need to do. There is a very good chance that Finn Balor is coming up to the main roster, though. There is a very good chance that this is all a swerve and that the Bullet Club is going to turn on, on, on Roman Reigns, beat him up, but then also kick the crap out of AJ Styles and that Finn Balor's coming up to join them and start the Balor Club on the main roster. I think that, that is, uh, there's a very good chance of that happening. You know, I think I'll have to wait till next week to really kind of say, okay, here's exactly where I think they're going. Right now I'm stuck in that crossroad. Are they going to go? It's not going to be AJ Gallows and Anderson, I don't think. It could be. If we're going by WrestleMania booking, right. then it will be. But as of now, it will either be Roman Gallows and Anderson or Finn Balor's coming up to the main roster. Which would you rather see? Um, I'm going to wait till next week to make that decision. Too. I would rather see Roman Reigns with Gallows and Anderson. But here's why I'm hesitant on that move, because I feel like... We're really grabbing at straws here. Like we're getting down to the last hurrahs with him. I mean, we're I think, really running out of ideas. I don't think that that's that's. I think that that's a huge move. It's a huge move, but I, I feel like then you throw Gallows and Anderson in a, a scenario that could maybe not be great for them. No, they'll be. They are now. We're all bad guys. We're the top bad guys. This is it. We did it. Like we made this matter. But you just said they're not going to make Roman Reigns a bad guy. That's why I'm. I, I said that there's a good chance that Finn Balor's coming up to the main roster. That would be the alternative. Hmm. You know, I just think that I think that if Finn Balor comes up to the main roster, it's not a great use of Balor or the Bullet Club because you're just going to end up with people loving AJ Styles, loving Finn Balor, loving the Bullet Club, and still booing Roman Reigns. I think that's the way that ends, which is not exactly the outcome that you're desiring. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, but apparently... And this is according to uh, the Wrestling Observer. The Blue Brothers, Jacob and Eli Blue, the Harris Boys, the Disciples of Apocalypse, those big giant twins that were everywhere in the 90s, Mm -hmm. are part of the company that may be buying TNA. TNA may be finally going up for sale. 
Apparently, there is a company that has been funding TNA's production costs as of late and helping them pay some of their payroll that they've been having trouble with. Um, And there are deals on the table, but from what's being said, Dixie Carter does not want to give up 51% controlling interest. Mm. Now, and no company is interested in buying 49% of TNA. They want controlling interest in the company. I think the only way this company survives is if Dixie gives up controlling interest. I I don't think that TNA survives on the road it's on. I think the only way TNA survives is by doing being drastic and different and completely rebranding and reshaping. They they tried that, Sam. They the brought entire... in Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. that, that, I mean, at, at that point, I think they need to, ship has sailed. They need to go back to a pay-per-view model where they're doing a pay-per-view, you know, not every month, but a couple of times a year. They need to make their TV must-watch. They need to make it something very, very different because right now it looks like pro wrestling, It look, which is WWE light. Um I think that somebody needs to come in and make dramatic and drastic changes. And then hopefully this organization can feel young, fresh, and possibly give WWE a run for its money. At least to some extent, at least make a splash. Maybe not give WWE a run for its money, but at least be on the radar. I mean, right now, obviously, New Japan is on the radar. Ring of Honor is on the radar. The Indies are on the radar with the with the cruiserweight tournament that WWE is putting together. You know, they thought enough of Evolve that they wanted to partner up with them. So there are, you can be on the radar in, in the wrestling business right now. Um, TNA is not, though, right? It's not. And I think the only way that you move with this thing is to make it so that uh, it's something totally different than what's on TV right now. You know what I mean? I feel like that's the only option you have. Yes, to to reshape, rebrand, figure out the talent pool, and do everything you can to be different. And I think they could still succeed. I mean, I think there is enough talent in the organization and out there. I think there's enough of an appetite for pro wrestling. I think if you put on an entertaining show, you'll be able to come up with something. Do you think the TNA has any chance for survival? No. You think they're they're even even a rebranding won't help? They just had a rebranding. Not really, though. I, I mean, mean, they just moved to a new network. It looks the same. How do you compete in this marketplace now, with all this hype going on around NXT and WWE? Create something different. Create something else for people to watch. Same way Lucha's doing it. Do you bring in like real weapons or something? No, but I mean, Lucha Underground created a product that is pro wrestling, but is different, and it's got an audience. You don't go in saying, I'm going to put WWE out of business. It's never going to happen. But Lucha Underground has been able to make a name for itself. Wrestling fans like Lucha. Mm-hmm. Organizations like PWG. I was just thinking that, actually. Has, has They've done something different. Ring of Honor is on TV and is able to do something different. You know, not on the level maybe that TNA wants to do it, but I don't think there's any reason to say that it can't be done, that there can't be another wrestling organization it just needs to be done in such a way that's smart. It doesn't make sense hiring WWE's old, you know, everybody no. coming from WWE. This is this has to be a chance to break new stars, and you have to make wrestlers feel like it's a viable option and not like the island of misfit toys. You have to make it seem like these guys can, like TNA is really a goal to reach toward. 
And I, and I think you can. It just is going to take a lot of work and hopefully a complete rebranding, re-everything. So it looks like a complete... Yeah, don't even call it... I don't even know if it's TNA or Impact anymore. But just call it one thing. Figure out what that is. If it's Impact Wrestling, this is what always bothered me. If it's Impact Wrestling, then it should look like strong style Japanese wrestling. Wrestling that makes an impact. Like it should... The, the, the hits should make an impact. The falls should make an impact. It should look like a complete... It should look like a much more hard-hitting style of pro wrestling than WWE looks like because it's impact. But instead, they just use that buzzword and just put on a wrestling show. They just, Or, you know, like put up, have, have a hardcore match and have this... Like, make it look a little more realistic. Make it look a little more dangerous. Maybe make it look a little more MMA-ish. Whatever you have to do to make it look like more of an impact is literally and figuratively being made. To use the word impact. impact. Or figure out a different word. You know, either way, I'm fine. But utilize it, right? If you're going to brand yourself as impact wrestling, utilize the word impact. Or that, that makes sense, Sam. Yes, that's what I thought. But they haven't done it. I don't know. I don't know. What I am excited about, and this is actually huge for pro wrestling, I think, is the fact that, because, you know, people do uh, try to shit on Total Divas a little bit. But Total Divas is actually a hugely important thing to WWE, in my opinion. Well, it brings in that mainstream audience. It does it credibly well in ratings, doesn't it? Um, It's on its, like, 80th season. Yeah, they, they fit in a lot of seasons. It does decent ratings. It does fine ratings. But, it yeah, it brings in, whether it's women, whatever it is, it brings in people that aren't watching wrestling. I mean, it really, the Bellas specifically. I don't know if you hang out with girls that watch Total Divas but don't watch wrestling, but I know plenty that do. I do not. And the Bellas are like a hit. People love Brie and Nikki Bella who don't even watch WWE TV. And this is something WWE has dreamed of forever. To be able to have their stars. The Bella Twins are on the cusp of... I don't want to say being what The Rock was for the main roster. Because The Rock went on to be a movie star. But in this reality TV world, the Bella Twins are inching their way to Kardashian-type fame that has nothing to do with WWE anymore. And we're now setting up a future where the Bella Twins can leave WWE television but still represent WWE on a channel like E!, which is huge, on two reality shows? You know how much faith you have to have in a product and a talent? The Bellas announced this week, or WWE and E! announced this week, Total Divas is coming back, and uh, the Bellas are going to be on it. They're adding, uh, I think, uh, uh, Renee Young is going to be a regular. Maurice is going to be on it. And I think one more, and Lana. Renee, Maurice, and Lana, I guess they like blondes, are all going to be on Total Divas this year. And... Total Bellas is debuting, which is the reality show that is just surrounding Brie and Nikki Bella and their and John Cena and Daniel Bryan, which is, I think, amazing for wrestling fans to get to see, you know, Daniel Bryan and John Cena on a reality show. I'm always very curious about that. Um, but Nikki and Brie are going to be on both shows. 
So they don't even have to. WWE has figured out a, a star-building mechanism. And again, this doesn't happen too often. It has to be a very special person to be or set of people to be able to build this level of star. But WWE has created this star-building mechanism where they can have mainstream stars that don't even exist on their show anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty amazing. And I think it's what they wanted to do with The Rock. If you remember when The Rock first started doing movies, he was labeled as The Rock, even though he wasn't wrestling. And that yes. that was, I think, a contractual thing. But this idea that theoretically now, Total Bellas can live forever, right? The show Total Bellas can live as long as people are interested in these Bella Twins. And WWE will always have a piece of it, I think. But that's now a show that can branch off and off and off and off. Anybody that knows anything about reality TV knows that, any, especially on E!, any of these popular shows, they spin off like it's the sitcoms in the 70s. They can go wherever they want to go with this stuff. So I, th- I, 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 I am very excited about this move. I think it's huge for the Bellas. And I think it's very good for pro wrestling. And I'm not saying every wrestling fan has to watch Total Divas. But I am saying that every wrestling fan should be aware of what a positive thing it is for pro wrestling. Because it's exposing... A huge audience. Huge. The reality show, TV show audience, especially that type of reality show, is enormous. It is it is exposing all those people to WWE, um, which, you know, I think is great. You don't watch the shows at all? I do not. Are you excited about it at all? I do not watch the shows at all. I mean, you don't have to be excited. I, I, listen, I got enough time to watch wrestling. Right. That's all I have. Right. But what do you think of this as a business move? No, I think it's very smart. Yeah. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. It's pretty amazing, too, that it's been able to be pulled off. You know, I mean, I, this is generally not been done before. This wouldn't... This and then is, integrating it into Raw. You know, there's like, oh, they're, we're going to show a clip. Right. right. Well, do this match just for Total Divas. There are some, some, some matches that are strictly done for Total smart. Divas. Um, and I think... Honestly, Maurice was really only brought back for the purpose of filming Total Divas. <laughs> I think she was she was literally brought back to the WWE to be a Total Divas castmate. However, she adds to the product. You know what I mean? She as the Mrs. whatever manager adds quite a bit to that show. All right, Linendahl. Did we hit everything? Uh, almost. What did we miss? We missed... Supplying winners for the Tatanka Loves Barbecue Contest. Oh, yeah. Which I've been looking at for the last 10 minutes, and it's hilarious. They were so good. What it, what, what, was it Tatanka Loves Barbecue again? No, it was something else. No, dude. It, it really was. Oh, Tatanka's Not Booty. Sorry. Tatanka's Not Booty. But somehow barbecue got added in there. Good, because people know, because they listen for a long time. I have to say, <laughs> I, he's got to be pissed at this point. But he hates us. Tatanka retweeted all you know, of them. You know, way to go, Sam. I was such a fan... And there was a lot of reciprocity there, and then you just kind of wrecked it for me. Well, that's good. He hates us. Well, good. I mean, we're exposing him. We are. We got him into a battle royal. So we really, did. yeah, we yeah. did. We got him into a battle royal, so he doesn't need to be mad at anyone. That's true. I got Virgil famous again. We got Tatanka famous again. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think of in terms of winners? Well, we have three winners. Okay. And what are they getting? We gave options. We said you can get an America Alpha, American Alpha T-shirt, an Apollo Cruise, and also a. What was the third one? Tyler Breeze. No. No, no. 
we don't remember. So that's that's a that's a potluck. You get to <laughs> it's a grab bag. You get to just get whatever you want. <laughs> your T-shirt on that because we forgot. I'm glad this has been so well organized. Yeah, you know, I was gone for a couple weeks and th- I forget. I'm like, yeah. I, I got the memory like a fish. As this you is know. why I never do contests. Yeah, but uh, wait, with Apollo Cruise, American Alpha. What was the other one? We were excited about somebody new. I don't know. You can go. I can go back and listen from two weeks ago. Yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. Did you pick your winner, Sam? No. Sam. What? I could. I purposely picked all three because I knew you wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I didn't do it. Okay, so our first winner in the Tatankalos Barbecue Contest. It's not Tatankalos Barbecue. It's Tatanka's Not Booty. I'm sorry. Tatanka's Not Booty O's contest is Justin Waters. Whoa, Justin Waters. Justin Waters. Raise your hand if you love barbecue. He had a nice little Photoshop meme. I like that. Our second winner is Amy on Twitter, who's at Jamardi. <laughs> and she put together this fabulously well done. It looks like a, it looks like a commercial, Sam. It's the Bootios box now with free Tatanka action figure in every box. Wow! They wouldn't put him in the box if he weren't booty. That's right. That's that's a winner. That's I winner like number that. two. And then last but certainly not least, I feel like this man had like several entries, and they were all pretty solid. That would be Mister um, Peter Peter. Who is follow Peter Pan on Twitter? There it is. And he, uh, the reason why Tatanka's not booty is, it's Bootio cereal, and he has also done a, a pretty decent Photoshop job with a unicorn light up thingy in the Bootio's box. I love it. So we got three winners, and you know what, guys? Because we're in the spirit of giving, what? you can choose any of those T-shirts that you want. There it is. So basically, any T-shirt. Right, Katie will be reaching out to you because <laughs> you true. know I won't be. That's <laughs> Thank I you. Will. Katie, for being a ray of sunshine in my and everybody else's life. Oh, thank you, Sam. You're a wonderful, wonderful person. I also want to say uh, thanks again to BetDSI for sponsoring today's episode. BetDSI is A-plus rated on most sports book review sites, have great service, and offer odds on pretty much everything, of course, including all the great sports we know and love. They even have odds on other current events and happenings, such as the NFL draft, the presidential election, that's a big one, reality TV shows, and more. Sign up today at BetDSI.com using promotion code SAM, S-A-M. You'll get $10 free to play on the many current sporting events happening now. Once again, that is promo code SAM, S-A-M. Use that promo code and you will be ready for some extracurricular fun watching games when you have a bit of extra interest on them. Uh, that's betdsi.com. Thank you, Katie Linendahl. Thanks so much. You can catch my podcast, too, if you'd like. That's right, at katie.show. You can go to www.katie.show, or you can just go to iTunes and type in katie.show. You can find it. It's a great tech and lifestyles podcast. I would recommend it. Yay! And we will see you next week here. On Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Chesky. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. 
It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.